The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. American runner Dalila Mohammed is quite simply the best female 400 meter hurdler since records began. She's one of those rare athletes going into an Olympic year as the reigning Olympic champion, the reigning world champion, and also the world record holder. And she's come to this call with probably the world's biggest cup of coffee. Hello, Dalila. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm caffeined out. So I want to take you back straight away because one of my favorite um, memories in all of athletics, because I finally got to the world championships again in Doha, was when you won. And I think it was really exciting when you were then named athlete of the year. Have you had time to reflect on that moment really, really well, you know, like given all the time that we've had at the moment? Um, yeah, I have, you know, it, well, for starters, it is a, a fancy event. So it is really, really nice. Um, you know, going there, the crazy thing is I really didn't think I was going to win. So I was truly expecting to not hear my name called. Um, so when they called my name, it definitely was very surprising, I guess, and just exciting. So you get to feel those joys. We don't expect something. You definitely feel those joys uh, immediately. Um, so yeah, I've had some time to reflect and it's, I guess it's just kind of crazy to me. I don't think I ever really saw my career going that way. Um, yes, I've always wanted and strived to be the best, but to to literally be named the athlete of the year for females of, you know, in all um, events, respective events, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I mean, I definitely reflect and it's just uh, a nice um, award to receive after a really, really hard year of hard work. The first thing you do when you Google your name is comes up. It's like world record holder, Olympic champion, you know, world champion. And so it's it's it's. I think it's interesting when you read interviews with you and you say that you've had like doubt and and things like that in the past. And uh, I wonder to what extent are you satisfied with what you've achieved so far. I mean, I think all athletes, it's natural on any level to experience doubt. Um, it kind of comes with the territory. It's, I think doubt is a little bit of fear too. You just, you, it's just, you don't know. And, um, you want it so bad that it's almost those little things <laughs> kind of crept into your mind when you're really, really wanting something that bad. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say I'm, I'm, I think there is a level of satisfied. I definitely cannot, you know, say that there isn't I you know when you name all of those accolades is there's it's it's been a good career I guess if you know on paper um so there's definitely some satisfied <laughs> I'm satisfied in, in a sense <laughs> yeah that's good because sometimes I guess there's that like burning desire where is it can can you ever be satisfied and that's really good to hear that it's like yeah, no actually it is satisfying. Good. <laughs> like, that's good yeah. No, I think that, I mean, yeah, I think you could definitely get there. It's like, it's definitely hard not to be, I guess, sitting in my seat. Because when you look back and, you know, missing out for the Olympics in 2012 and kind of, you know, where you were in 2013 as kind of 
like unsponsored and you know that's really brave a lot of at that, at that time i guess some people around you whose opinion you respect were kind of saying is it time or were there you know like what or was everybody around you saying come on you, you want to do you were born to do this you know what in all honesty i think the majority of my people the people around me was saying that like don't give up. Like you definitely need to keep going. My college coaches, especially, um, I kind of, I remember having that conversation with them and just saying like, you know, I'm going to be done after I graduate after these Olympic trials in 2012. And I'm just being like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, like if you don't at least do it for one more year, um, like you have to at least do it for one more year. Like, where do you want to be? We can help you. You can stay at SC. We can find a way. Um, and then that's kind of when I hooked up with my um, after career coach, my first coach. Um, and I was like, you know what? I think I want to run with this athlete. It wasn't about the coach to me. It was just like, I think I want to run with this athlete, Lashinda Demas. She was, you know, the best 400 meter hurdler at the time and, you know, still one of the greats. And it was just that moment where I was like, you know, that's who I want to train with. That's who I kind of want to be. That's the type of career I want to have. How do I get to train with her? And that's so I had a lot of people, honestly, in my career, um, in my corner, really helping me kind of like, let's push this forward. Even my parents, um, they were like, you know what? We're going to give you this year. We'll pay all your bills. So <laughs> it was it was that kind of moment. It was just like, OK, there's a lot of people that do believe in me. And I'm I'm so thankful for that, because without it, it could have been a different story. Yeah, it would have been a different story if no one pays your bills. I think that's a bit that's it. That's one. That's that's an important thing. And, and it's great to have faith from someone like that. You know, it's a great position of strength to be in. And I mean, was there other like kind of more internal changes that that you had to make in terms of belief in order to make that jump from, you know, suffering that disappointment in 2012 to where you are now, you know, like one of the big favorites for Tokyo 2020? Yeah, I think even just from the 2012 to 2013, I think, my whole mindset completely changed. And it was at that moment, I think in 12 and just the disappointment, I absolutely was not going to make the Olympic team. It wasn't even a factor to me. It was just like, let's just get through this last race as a collegiate athlete, as a track and field athlete, period, and let's move on. Um, but just feeling that disappointment, it was just like, I knew I couldn't leave it behind. And I felt like if I was this upset about this single race that I was planning on it being my last race, it it just, it wasn't sitting with, with me right. And that moment kind of changed my mindset of just made me realize how much I loved running and how much I loved track and field and how much more I wanted to give to the sport. And I think since then, it's been that me just kind of having that moment to reflect on and Anytime it gets hard to where I'm like, you know what, let's push through this. Because I, I was like rooting through the archives and uh, it's funny because you don't often do such a jar or I don't usually. You watch someone really young and then watch them like, you know, kind of eight years later or whatever. And um, I your style, you know, recently... It's amazing. It's such it's so beautiful to watch. You know, like it's it's fluid. It's like it's so 
how you would want it to look, basically, you know, and and I think it's inspirational for some people who perhaps don't quite have that there yet, in that you can make it if you put in the work, basically. It's just about putting in the effort. And I think that's really what it is, too. I don't... It's, it's funny to me now, like, looking at kind of where I've become, because I remember when I first started hurdling and how terrible I really was. And amongst just amongst, like, my club team, I'm, I'm probably, like, 10 years old at this point. And I remember just their effort getting over the hurdle was just so effortless and it was a, it was really work for me. And it was always, I was always jumping like six feet over the hurdles. Like uh, I have this one picture, um, man, I think I'm like 15 in the picture and I'm literally, I have to be like six feet over this 30 inch hurdle. And so it was always not a pretty sight when I hurdled. Um, I have the scars to prove it. Um, But (laughs) um, so yeah, I think it's definitely been something that I worked on. I think, for me, it was just kind of that thought, like, you know, you can, can kind of control the things that you can control. And let's let's make all the let's pull out all the tricks. Let's make this race as perfect as it possibly can be. Um, if you're not the fastest one out there, if you're not the best hurdler, how do you become the best hurdler? Um, yeah, just doing those little things that really can make the difference in a 400 meter hurdle race. looking as well on your Instagram profile this morning in there on your profile is still the Sports Illustrated article which I thought was an amazing article at the time um, and the title is Black Track Athletes Share Their Encounters with Racism in America and I went back and I read it um, but I was I was taken aback about how lucidly you talk about that you know this issue in particular and that you said that 2019 was an awakening for you and I just wanted to I wondered you know how much you know we're in a completely different situation even now I guess um looking back at 2019 I guess how important that was for you personally and and why was it such an awakening for you well I think well when I say it was an awakening I think why I say that is because I think it's I've always had that feeling that you know I think Rye was the one that's put it in his article and his statement that we just, as black athletes, you have this feeling that you have to do a lot more than your counterparts to, to receive less. Um, and I think, you know, it's always kind of been that feeling, but I think in that year in particular, it was, it was no longer a feeling. It was almost a fact. And I was, I became so aware of it and it was no longer um, anyone can hide it. No one could. It was just what it was. And it was just like, you have to, this is, this is, this is your reality and, um, we can do our best to work within it, but there, it's, it's not changing. And, and it wasn't, so I guess when I say it was an awakening, it was just that it was kind of more of a feeling that something you kind of hoped that wasn't true <laughs> and to just, just kind of find out or not that even finding out, but it just, put into a huge perspective on how real this actually was. Um, um, So, yeah, I think at that moment I was trying to, you know, break a world record. I'm trying to win a championship and kind of have that pressure of knowing, well, this is what, you know, I have to do as a black athlete to, to get this type of recognition. And um, so, yeah, that was definitely like a, a hard year just mentally. And just, that's why I, 
called it an awakening. And it just really was important. I think it's so important to kind of just get it off your chest, say it out loud, put it in words, put it in writing and just to have other people hear it and to really make changes and to move forward. I think that's so important for the people behind us and even us now in the, in the for the rest of our careers and just, yeah, we just have to move forward as a society. Yeah, I think that's like 100%. And I think it's really, you know, it's an exciting time in some ways because you can have these conversations now and that's, that's it's that that is amazing. But another bit that I wanted to touch on was that, you know, you you say you you've been told not to speak too loudly or come across in any way that might, you know, um, convey a stereotype of an African-American woman. And I just wondered, you know, has that changed over the past, you know, do you think that, that uh, how mindful are you of those things now? And has there been any progress in your opinion? Well, I don't know how much progress it, it really has had. I think, um, yeah, I think we've all had those moments, but actually not even moments, we've all just been straight up told, like, you don't get to make a mistake. Like, these things, like, you can't be, like, emotional, like, maybe feeling super emotional after a race or something and say the wrong thing or be in an interview and someone, you know, and, and sometimes, a lot of times in interviews, they, they, they're, I guess, the interview, their job is to kind of press you and kind of get a reaction out of you, unfortunately, and they're like, you know, you don't get the opportunity to just, you know, be expressive in, in that moment. Um, and, you know, I think, so I don't, I don't know how much has actually changed, but I think what has changed is just me, I think, you know, in my, (laughs) in my willingness to just, you know, be myself and be who I am raw, you know, the raw footage that you would see and to just speak, you know, obviously speak, you know, my, you know, be myself, but it's still, you know, not so conscious of saying the wrong thing for that reason. And I think um, the truth is what needs to be said. And that's, I think that's kind of what changes, I guess, for me going forward. I mean, how excited are you you for this year then? You know, like what are the goals for this season? Where can we see you? What's going on? You know, like it's crazy times. So can we have the full rundown please of, I'll be out there, you know, right now I'm just kind of kind of getting back into the swing of racing and um, that's been exciting, kind of challenging. Um, Yeah, I definitely am going to, you know, be trying to make the Olympic team. Definitely, um, hopefully, God willing, be there in Tokyo um, trying to, you know, go for gold, (laughs) literally. And I... I mean, that's pretty much it. It's just kind of another season to me, another uh, year of trying to be on top, stay on top. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much the rundown, I think. (laughs) Not much has changed. I mean, but it must be weird, right? You know, after being so on fire and being like in consistency terms, I mean, 2019 was a kind of a weird season anyway with the World Championships being so late. And then 2020, less said the better. And then we're here in kind of an Olympic year. Do you feel like ready? Is it, you know, do you have that focus and do you have that kind of form in you? Um, I think the focus is there. 
I'm definitely not ready yet, <laughs> just in terms of just technically speed wise. Um, but I do think the focus is there. Um, you know what? I think, you know, I can understand why people, you know, when you've kind of done all these things, it's always the question like, what's next? And to me, it's not a next question. It's just a, it's just a now kind of moment and who I, who I am today, what am I doing now? And it's just like from this athlete in 2019, it's like nothing to me and my life has changed really. And it's, it's still me living in that moment. It's, I feel like I'm not living for the next thing, but for the now thing. That's very deep, man. That's like, that's quite, that's like pretty, that's like a Buddhist philosophy. I mean, is there a person or uh, that inspires you, like who inspires you the most and, and why? Oh man, you know, pe different people have inspired me at different moments in my life. And I think as we kind of grow, it's, well, as I've grown up, that person has kind of changed through the years. And um, I definitely look up to athletes um, I definitely Kobe was a big one. I think that just kind of inspired me. Um, and it, it was just how much he lived in that kind of headspace, if that makes sense. I think to be great for so long, you kind of have to be a little bit crazy. You have to be a little bit just so overly driven and overly focused to a point where it's honestly a little bit unnatural. And to kind of live in that headspace that I think that he lived in was just kind of phenomenal in a way and it, and it showed in his game and how just of a dog that he was and <laughs> to, to say like you know in, in his playing and <laughs> um I think to me that's just kind of inspiring to just kind of see how a person was able to actually you know pull that off He's definitely got one of the cheekiest faces. I enjoy that. I like. I enjoy the, the the naughtiness aspect of the, and of course, the philosophy. It is amazing to 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 get your head around as well. A big loss. And just to wrap up, then, like, why why is the Olympic Games special to you? I, mean, I think I just grew up with it. We all um, obviously you watch it every four years, and it's always been you know they make it this huge thing and i think anytime someone makes something a huge thing a, a huge thing you internally internalize it as a huge thing and i um but i do remember i guess my earliest memories of the olympics they probably you know come when i was about 10 years old and this would have been the sydney olympics um watching it i think that's in two, 2000 and um, I do remember just being at home and at this time I was running track. I was, you know, running track for about three years you now, which is not really saying much, you know, but, you know, as a 10 year old, but I was fully invested at that age. And um, I already kind of, I don't know if I had dreams of going to the Olympics, but I definitely loved what I was doing at that age and just kind of loved going to practice. It was definitely that kid that showed up, you know, on time every single day. Um, and I remember just being in like my living room at home with my parents and just like watching it every single night and just turning on the TV and watching America's America kind of do what they do and just rooting for them. And um, every kind of country where my mom had a, a best friend that was from Jamaica. And was, so we kind of already had that kind of rivalry in the home. It's just like Jamaica versus America. Um, so we kind of had that atmosphere and just kind of rooting for knowing like you're American, you root for America. <laughs> so um, it was just kind of those special, I think, moments that kind of just build and how 
you know, at that time, obviously we watched all the, all the events and, um, but yeah, it didn't matter. I never watched, um, trampoline a day in my life, but you know, <laughs> things like that events, you know, you're still rooting for America. It doesn't matter that you never, ever watched, you know, this event, not once before this, <laughs> but so just kind of having those, um, moments of just people coming together, I think really, um, what made the Olympics so special and what, why is it so, why you're so proud to kind of wear the USA on your chest and just represent your country. Um, and even when you're at the Olympics, you still feel that camaraderie between all the events, all the sports. And it's nice. It's, it's definitely a, a unique experience from anything else. And I think that it's, I really hope that we can come together for that moment and kind of just have a little moment as the world because it's been it's been everyone's had their own personal dramas i think in some ways no one's escaped so i think it would be it would be nice right <laughs> no absolutely i think so and i think it is that's kind of what the olympic kind of brings it definitely brings people together and it brings this healthy competition people rooting for you know one another and it's it's definitely that thing that kind of you unites us and world records we're hoping we're hoping you know. <laughs> <laughs> bring some people hoping. together smashing a few world records so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely i'll take it any day <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much i really do appreciate it enjoy your coffee and the rest of the day and i'll speak to you very soon okay thank you so much olympic, olympic channel, channel podcast, podcast. Huge thanks to Dalila. Go and follow her on Instagram just as Dalila Mohammed with an underscore at the end. I'm Eddie Knowles with an I and an E and we are just Olympics across all socials. Right, that's it for now. Stay safe, stronger together and we'll see you all very soon. Think like an Olympian.